Many have tried, many have failed, and she is one of them. It's Fitless with Bianca Brady. <laughs> Hi, welcome back to Fitless, another episode. And this is like a really big deal today because we have an expert in the building. Um, you've probably read her column, Ask a Swole Woman. She is the eponymous swole woman on uh, thehairpin.com. Please join me in welcoming the fabulous, talented, brilliant Casey Johnston. Hello. Hello. How are you? Good. How are you? <laughs> Good. I'm great. Me too. I'm so excited to meet you and to finally have somebody who knows what the fuck they're talking about <laughs> on the show. I mean, I would go easy on that, but like, sure. <laughs> I mean, I guess you you said you you like do a lot of trying of classes, right, mm -hmm. with people? Mm -hmm. Okay. So yeah, I'm like a, I'm not much of a class person, I guess. Yeah. Very self-taught. Yeah. That's amazing. So, so Casey and I didn't really do a workout, but she showed me around her gym um, just moments ago and it was, it was great. So we'll talk <laughs> about her routine and stuff, but first, why don't you tell people the way I start is like, how How'd you grow up with exercise? How'd you get into it? And what what did what did you do to get to where you are now? Mm -hmm. Kind of thing. Okay. I mean, I was a pretty active kid. Um, I was like always playing outside, climbing trees, all that good stuff. Um, and then I got into playing sports when I was in middle school. I played like field hockey. I might have played a little bit of soccer. I don't remember if I was actually on a team, but, and then I got into high school. I played lacrosse and field hockey. Um, so I was like always kind of a sporty kid. Um, but I wasn't, I wasn't like amazing at sports. Like I didn't make, I didn't make varsity until my senior year in field hockey. So and like my school was really small. So I wasn't like really awesome, but it was like always <laughs> part of my life, I guess. Um, and I didn't even really like I like doing stuff outside, but I didn't like exercising necessarily. Like I hated when we would have to run mm -hmm. a mile as part of practice. That was like my least favorite thing. Like I would rather do almost anything like Indian sprints like or um, what do they call those when it's like you run to like the goal line and back suicide sprints. Suicides. I would rather do almost any drill than just like <laughs> have to run a straight mile. Uh-huh. Um, so then I got into college and I was not, I had no like sort of, um, relationship with working out anymore for like two years. Um, I just kind of was just, I, I like, I didn't even really think about it at that time. I was like, oh, I'm just going to like not do this now. And it's going to be like a nice break. Like I didn't play lacrosse my senior year either. So I was just like, you know, I'm, I'm going to let this go for now. But then I got like, I felt like depressed those two years. And I think now a part of it was like, because I was not, because I was such an active person, like my entire young life. And then I just stopped. Yeah. That's something we've talked about before, like the model for fitness and being active as a kid is these team sports. And then once you become an adult, there's, it's like, not as 
available to mm-hmm. you or even in college unless you play college sports. yeah like no one really teaches you how to be like self-directed about exercise you like glean you have to like sort of scrape it together from like women's magazines and like the internet now sort of but yeah it's like no like I don't even recall getting even a vague directive about it in like health class like health class was all about like reproductive systems and eating disorders and like that was kind of it there was not there was no like healthier relationship with exercise component that I even remember um so yeah I decided I like I gained some weight in college like not a ton but I definitely like noticed it was probably like 15, like freshman 15-ish pounds um, into my junior year, I guess. And then I I was like, okay, I need to do something about this. I hate running, but I'm going to start running because it's like um, low sort of threshold for getting involved with it. You just like need a pair of shoes, go out for like 15 minutes and like do it and get it done with and do it three times a week. And I'm just going to like yeah, get it out of the way. And like, <laughs> that's going to be my exercise and it'll be great. So I did that for like um, for a few years, I was like, I, I got slowly more into running. I think I worked on my way up to like doing 30 minutes a few times a week mm-hmm. <laughs> over the next couple of years. I did like a few, um, five Ks. And then when I moved back to New York, I was like, I feel like I kind of like this now. Like I, I wonder, like I wanted to sort of like expand it into my life more. Did you ever run with anybody? No. Or just... Just by yourself. it was just me. I mean, like it was a huge thing to get over. Like, like people. I think social anxiety is like a huge like thing in exercise. And I remember being very, um, feeling very self conscious about like running in public, even though there's like nothing wrong with me. I just like, I just like don't like feeling watched. <laughs> yeah, or like everybody can tell that I don't do this. Yeah, and, and it's this- like it felt conspicuous. Mm-hmm. So like, especially when I moved back to. Um, upstate New York from the city and I would have to run on the side of the road and it's like every car that goes by like wants to wave at you and have like the waving interaction I was just like I don't want to have to deal with, like I just want to run I don't want to have to deal with that but I eventually like got over that having after doing it for a while um so then I started getting more into running when I moved back here and I started doing 10ks and then um half marathons and I did a few half marathons um like um But like a few of them in like one sort of like six month period. It was a lot. Wow. Um, yeah. So I think I developed like sort of an unhealthy relationship with running where I was just like, that was my way of like managing my, I don't know. It was a way of managing like anxiety, like exercise is definitely an outlet for me for that. But it was also like a body image thing and like managing my like caloric intake. And if, you know, I was going to eat, I was going to run. So like. After a while, I started getting some like nagging injuries from running and I was like, I'm tired of doing this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I don't want to run any farther. I don't want to do a marathon. Um, and I'm just like, I want to try something else. Like I'm not, I felt like I was never like, I, I've, and I ran for health and for mental health, but I also ran because like I wanted to look a certain way. And after all of the running, all of the running that I felt prepared to do, it never really gave me that like body that I felt like I wanted. I just, I still felt like I was unsatisfied with what I saw. And I was just like, this is, this is like, I feel like I've been led down the wrong path by people who are like, oh, like if you want a nice body, like do cardio. Mm -hmm. Um, 
or to be like satisfied with whatever. So this is a long story, but <laughs> I'm it. getting to the swole, the swole woman part of it. So I was <laughs> like, okay, I'm over this. And, um, I start, I, I stumbled on, um, I think I've told this story in one of my columns, but I stumbled on like a Reddit post from somebody who was like, I lifted weight, weights for six months. And like, here's my progress that they showed before a photo, after photo. And I had always thought lifting weights was like to you, like you would only ever get bigger and I never wanted to get bigger. I always wanted to be smaller. So in the, but in this woman's photo, she was like, I think slightly more muscular in her arms, but like overall smaller. And she had just like lost body fat and gained a little bit of muscle like you could see, but it was not like to the steroidal effect that I had always been taught to expect. Um, And that really like um, transformed my conception of what lifting could do for you. And I was like, oh, it can just be like exercise. It doesn't have to be like this um, crazy muscular pursuit you can do it the way that I did running when I started out where I just um do it as like a sort of maintenance thing and I also found out the more I read about it I was like oh you can you eat a lot to like build muscle and that sounds really great to like yeah. be able to eat a lot of food um and not try to stick to like a like a like I had always heard the number of like 1200 calories is like sort of like the lowest as low as you want to go mm-hmm it turns out that like someone of my size should be eating more than that as like the absolute minimum. But it was just like 1200, 1500 calories was like what I was trying to nail on pretty much a daily basis for like seven years. So when I found out I could lift weights and eat like 2300 calories a day, my like my mind was blown and I was like, okay, like this is my new thing. This is what I want. So, um, I started lifting weights and that was like a very beginner program. Um, just on your own, mm-hmm. like based on the Reddit I read, post? Based on the Reddit directed me toward, I'm sorry, I never offered you any like drink. That's okay. okay. I don't want anything. <laughs> Good. You're very low maintenance. Um, I started the, the Reddit that I was, that I had found that photo on had like directed people toward like beginner sort of resources. There were websites, there was a book called Starting Strength. And I got Starting Strength, which is like a 300-page book. And I just like read the whole thing really fast. Um, it has like a very technical breakdown of like five – the five like basic lifts, squat, bench, deadlift. Um, they have power cleans, but those people substitute just like rows, you mm-hmm. know, like a cable row or whatever. And uh, what's the fifth one? Oh, overhead press. So like the basic program is just composed of those, those like few things you, you rotate between them and you're in the gym for like 45 minutes, three times a week. And that's it. And as somebody who was running for like four to six hours a week, I was like, that sounds like a dream come true to only be in the gym for yeah what like two, that. two hours yeah and be able to eat more yeah. <laughs> and like, and it, it also appealed to me that like, um, there was a whole sort of like lifestyle attached to lifting where it was like rest is important. Getting your sleep is important. Taking time off is important. Taking days off is important. Like you only do it three times a week mm-hmm. and the other days you should be like managing your energy so that you are recover. Your muscles are recovering and you're ready for your next workout. And I was like, that was really revolutionary to me 
that you didn't have to just go 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 all the time right like do as much as I could something yeah so it's interesting though because I my conception of weightlifting versus running Mm -hmm. is that they sort of like hit different buttons mentally Mm -hmm. but maybe that's not true um you mentioned that when you were in college you were feeling like a little depressed and that's sort of why you started running Mm -hmm. when you made the transition to lifting weights did just the fact that you were doing exercise help you with that or did it take an adjustment because I know a lot of runners who like really rely on that for like mental Mm -hmm. headspace stuff did weightlifting give you the same type of thing or I mean yeah the way the way that I experience it and the way that I think about it is that like I just need some sort of like physical exertion and like that's it it doesn't really matter what it is Mm -hmm. in my experience um and then the more I sort of got into lifting and having had this experience with running um, once I sort of got over like the pain of running and being like wanting it to be over, you reach like a sort of state where you can have like a sort of flowy, like mental, it's like a, it's it like the positive spin on it is like, it's, oh, it's like time to like work out your problems and think things through and stuff like that. But, um, it seems like it became for you more of like an issue in and of itself, like rather something that relieved anxiety maybe relieved a part but then caused like a different yeah it it ended up being like more of a manifestation of like issues than it was like something that was ultimately I mean it was like it's it's good to like it was like I don't think it was ever like an unhealthy amount of running but I don't think my relationship with it was entirely healthy sure um but to go back to the mental point like I think what I discovered with lifting was like I found it I found lifting to take so much like concentration and it's just like it takes it's the intensity factor is very high and while you're not going the whole 45 minutes like nonstop what when you're like doing a set and then you stop the set you're like so taxed that you really need to just like like uh, just like wait out that period like it it's not like you do it and then you're like oh that's over like now I'm bored it's like you're breathing hard and like you're trying to like also gear yourself up for the next yeah, set the so recovery I, and the rest is part of the experience yes so then what I found with lifting was that I would get out of the gym from a lifting session and be like wow I didn't think about anything at all which was I feel like so much more of what I needed Mm-hmm. out of exercise than like more time to think because like I'm an overthinker mm-hmm. I'm I'm an anxious like ruminator of thoughts so like having time to run could end up just being more time to ruminate whereas lifting takes so much focus focus that like I can't think about anything else except what is at hand so it's almost like meditative for me to go to the gym and like just not think about anything like I'm I'm just focused on the world of the gym and what it is that I'm doing right now. And it's such a good like mental break for me to not have to think, to not have time to think and just have to concentrate on what I'm doing. And that can be sort of a double-edged sword because like if 
you are going through a really hard time in your life and you can't focus on lifting, that's an issue. And I've been through that. Um, and that can be really hard, but like if you're in a roughly good mental place and you can like muster the, the, it doesn't take a lot of focus, but if you can muster the focus to just be like, okay, I'm doing this now for like an hour and then you get out and it's like, it's just, it feels so good to be <laughs> like you accomplish something, but also you had, you had like no space to worry about all of the stuff you normally worry about yeah. for a while. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> I've thought about this a lot and been like, why is it like, how is it different? And that's like kind of what I came up with. Cool. So, so you started with those like five lifts mm -hmm. and then how many years ago was that, that you started? Uh, that was in May of 2014 that I started, um, that I like gave up running pretty much completely and started doing just this basic lifting program. And so what do you do now? Like what's your, cause I know that you just had a competition mm -hmm. and I was hoping that we could talk a little bit about that Yeah, too. totally. But um, so how do you prepare for something like that? What is it? Mm -hmm. And like, I don't know. I think a lot of people who listen to this are used to like the odd yoga class, maybe a spin, maybe a run, maybe mm -hmm. a 5K. Maybe they tried like, you know, the class where you're on a surfboard, <laughs> but it's inside or whatever. <laughs> so I think like getting the perspective of, you know, especially a woman who does, who works with this heavy weight and who really believes in that as like a a good, viable and appropriate exercise for women. Mm -hmm. Like just how does that manifest in your life now? All of that. That's um, kind of a big question. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I think we can start with what it is I do now mm -hmm. in the gym. Um, my my workouts have again expanded to that like sort of four to six hour a week commitment, but it's not it's not the same to me. Like as with running, it's just like for for those four to six hours you're running. Whereas now, like it's sort of like the harder lifting gets for you, the more advanced you become, the more time you spend like resting between sets and doing like very high intensity stuff. And then like sort of put it, you put it down and then you, you rest until your body's recovered and you can do your next set. So of like an hour that I'm in the gym, I'm only actually working for like 20 of those minutes yeah. and the rest of the time I'm, I'm resting. And I still get like the effect of like that, that meditative, like, like concentration zone sort of thing going on. Um, so that, that aspect still really appeals to me. Um, my, so I changed programs. I now do like more of an intermediate level program um, that's called GZCL. Turn that off. Um, GZCL. Yes. It's extremely, I don't know that I would tell anyone to like try and understand it because it's like, <laughs> it's more of like a method of programming than it is a program. So it's like, if you have the interest in like figuring it out and sort of making something a little more like custom to yourself. Um, I really like it, but it's hard to figure out because it's like basically made up by some dude on Reddit who is smart, but like the documentation of it is just basically a bunch of his blog posts. Sure. It's not like a edited book. So it, it you have to, there's a lot of like inconsistencies you have to work through. So once I figured it out, like I like it, but it's, it's like a real time investment. Um, and ultimately what I do is very similar to 
um, in a very popular intermediate program called 531, which is like, it cycles you through like a month of training where you like ramp up the intensity over a month and then you drop it back down at the beginning of the next month and then you do it over again. So that's called a mesocycle. The okay. mesocycle is like a month. Um, and then every week of training is the same. You do the same things. It's just like more intense for each succeeding week until you get through a month and then it goes back down in intensity. Um, when you're a beginner lifter, you add intensity every session, but you can only do that for so long before you have to like manage your energy a little bit more and like give yourself a break um, every few weeks. So that's what I do now. Um, and as far as competing, like I don't, I never got into this thinking that I would compete or that even I would be sort of committed to a specific sport. Um, so like what I do now is powerlifting and like specifically preparing for powerlifting and that that sort of ebbs and flows like right now I just finished a competition as you said so I'm not like doing exclusively powerlifting movements I do like a lot of different stuff because like variety is good for um doing for it, it's good for like it's good for your body to like yeah, do overall, different stuff for a while if you do the same like ex for example running over and over and over you like get very uh your body gets like overuse injuries. So like this is another thing that I liked that I learned through lifting is like it's good for you to like stop <laughs> for yeah. a while and change it up, take a break, like and just not be like going full bore all the time. So, yeah, I mean, I decided to do a competition because I ultimately decided like that powerlifting meets are like, it's like doing a 5k when you're just getting into running. It's like a thing to prepare for that gives you like a sort of end point in your training. Like I, like I was having a sort of natural ebb and flow to my like, okay, now I feel like really intense about it. And now I want to take a break. So mm -hmm. like every few months I was going through that. So I was like, okay, if I just insert like a sort of Check goal point. post. Yeah. yeah. Then like I can like train really hard for that. And then after that, take a break and it'll just like give me a, something to prepare for like and a specific end in mind rather than feeling like I'm going by my own feel of what it is I should be doing. Um, so it's just, it's like just a different way of thinking about, um, lifting like in the same way that when you do a race, like you probably will run faster than you ever have. Cause like everyone else is running yeah. and you're all like going together and the energy is high and you're excited and you like took a few rest days before. So it's like fun to give yourself that opportunity to like do the best that you can do and see what you can do. Um, it seems to me though, that they're, they're kind of people fall on either one or the other side of this fence, which is like sort of more intensively training toward a goal, whether it be mm -hmm. a meet or a race or like a certain number on the scale, which is maybe not the greatest goal. But um, and then there are people who are just like kind of like, well, you got to exercise, <laughs> so I might as well just do this. I right. don't know. So what do you think um, made you 
sort of this focused, like whether it be on running or lifting or really anything. I mean, you have a a column about it. And the thing that I love about your Ask a Swole Woman is how detailed you are. Um, You know, you just had one about food tracking Mm -hmm. and just the specificity with which you explain (laughs) like how these things work and how they work best for you and how you can best utilize these tools. It's like, this is not how my brain works, Casey. <laughs> I'm just kind of like, I don't know. Yeah. Salad, <laughs> you know? So what do you think um, makes you like go for it in that way? I don't know. I mean, like <laughs> I think about this and I'm like, man, none of my siblings are like this. Like my brothers lift, but they have no compunction about like competing or like, doing a specific like sort of training they just like Mm -hmm. they do things that are in my opinion very dumb and they could be doing better I don't know like (laughs) I'm a I'm a like I like to kind of optimize things and I'm also like a very like when I get interested in something I want to like know everything about it and this is just like, that's, it's been my, this has been like my hobby sort of for like, I, I don't know what's a comparable thing that I've been into in the past. Um, I don't know, like maybe like I worked as a tech journalist for a long time and I feel like I knew a lot about that stuff. And that was really like something that I kept up with in the same way. Um, I never really felt this way about uh, running. I don't think, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. I just like, it's it just sort of fascinated me like how all of this stuff works together and like how your body can be like a sort of like proactive like self-reinforcing thing rather than something that like you're attacking to like make it like to like torture yourself into being like thinner like or like hating exercise and like just wanting it to be over versus something that like you feel accomplishment from and like you reinforce that with the food you eat and the sleep you get. And like, it all just becomes this like thing of taking care of yourself. Um, so like that just really, I don't know, it fascinates me, I yeah. guess. And I just, I end up reading a lot about it. I, I read a ton online about this stuff, which is like how I get some of the knowledge that I do. It's not all from like my experience necessarily. Yeah, I mean, it's funny because my mom is a super into running. She's mm-hmm. run like 20 marathons wow. and done triathlons. And she's the same way as mm-hmm. you. Like she just got a new Garmin. <laughs> okay. And she was just bragging to me about her resting heart rate being really low and how <laughs> she feels like she's saving all her heartbeats for when she's old. <laughs> like it tells me how much sleep I'm getting and I could put my calories in. Mm-hmm. And again, it just fascinates me that like I would never think about things that way, but I'm sort mm-hmm. of trying to more. Mm-hmm. I I just got a gym membership and I don't know. I worked with this trainer who I liked and he told me he was going to write me out a program that Mm -hmm. I could do on my own and Mm -hmm. email it to me. That's great. Last week, but he never did. (laughs) But like, I know that if I don't get in touch with him to remind him, then I won't have to do it. So like, (laughs) I'm just like waiting for something to happen. Um, Do you have any recommendations for people when it comes to focusing? Like, hmm. 
I mean, like, I feel like ultimately what helps me focus is just like, I'm like, I think I am a little bit of a natural scientist. I went Mm -hmm. to school for, I went to engineering school and I always liked science. And I'm just like, I'm someone who kind of likes to experiment and like do something, observe the results and then like improve on whatever it is um, based on what it is that I see. So I, I think like, and I'm also like someone who's always been like curious about it's weird to say I'm curious about myself, but like I'm it's not weird. I've to always say. wanted I've always been like um like like when I was a kid, I remember having this book of like um like get to know yourself tests and it's like, oh, based on like what superpower you wanted to have, like what kind of person are you and like that kind of thing. So this is to me is like kind of an extension of that where I'm like it's like a it's a whole journey of like learning about myself and like how I respond to things and like do, you know, do I like to eat more carbs versus more fat and that kind of stuff. So like I, it's like I do it for a while and see how I feel and then like moderate based on that. Um, And that's just sort of a thing. It's like if I can feel better by doing things that are within my power to do so and all it takes is like, I don't know, eating pasta instead of an avocado or whatever it's like why wouldn't I do that for my own happiness sort of and like my like feeling good like Mm -hmm. it's and this all comes back to like I do do all of this because like it makes me feel good to like be able to eat to work out and like it helps me sleep (laughs) to work out yeah um it helps me manage my anxiety like I don't know. It's, it's like, I feel like if maybe you pay, if you try to pay attention to the feedback that you're getting from yourself when you do things like this, I feel like that's what really gets people hooked. And that's sort of like, I'm, I'm not again, like a huge group class person, but I think that that stuff can be good for teaching people or letting them see like what it is exercise can do for you. Like how much better you can feel when you do just like work out for a while it's like um it's not really magical it's just like a thing that everyone feels and like when you discover it for yourself it's like you're discovering it anew and you've heard everyone say and you're like "Ah, it can't really be that good but then like you do it it's like oh I get it I know the amazing thing is how quickly I'm able to forget it every time (laughs) (laughs) because I don't know just being a little bit like overly emotional and cerebral and kind of like too thinky thinky about everything Mm -hmm. you know if I I can't sleep at night I can't fall asleep Mm -hmm. and then the day that I walk like seven or eight miles I fall asleep no problem (laughs) right it's like yeah right I mean it's like (laughs) it's it's I mean this is another thing that gets discussed very thoroughly on like different fitness forums where people who are not into exercise like how do you stay motivated and the sort of stock answer is like People who stick with this stuff, it's not truly about motivation. It's about discipline Mm -hmm. and like knowing intellectually that even if you're having the worst day of your life, you're not going to feel worse 99% of the time if you go to the gym. Right. You're going to feel better probably because you like accomplish something. You get all of the workout endorphins. It's like it's it's it really comes down to beyond like once you get sort of bitten by the bug of like, oh, when I do x i feel y so that's good and i want to feel that it's like 
that's not always going to get you out of bed to the gym right. in the morning. It's like knowing that that is there, <laughs> that like you're going to you're going to feel it. I don't know. It's it, like just remembering that is a big part of it. Yeah. And it's like you don't always feel like you want to go to the gym. No. Most of the time I feel like you don't. <laughs> but you do it because you know that it's good for you. You're going to feel better if you do it. <laughs> My like, mom likens it to brushing her teeth or taking yeah. a shower. Yeah. We so. put a very high premium on like liking to do stuff. It's, it's like so true. It's like you go to work every day. You get out of bed. It's like your your life is composed mostly of things that you don't like to do. And I know it's like feels bad to like add something else but it doesn't it also feel bad to like feel the things that come of not exercising that's another thing that I think about a lot so yeah I had a hard time this past week because I've been kind of working nonstop and really tired and you know I had the opportunity to kind of sleep in a couple mm -hmm. mornings and I was planning on like going to my new gym and maybe taking a class there. And I just couldn't get myself there. It's like, I know that I would have had a better day <laughs> yeah. had I gone. Mm -hmm. And it was nice to sleep in and maybe I did need the rest on one of the two days, but definitely not on both. <laughs> but like, I don't know. It's it's a delicate balance between pushing yourself and remembering not to beat yourself up. Right. Yeah. It can be hard to like not to like not get into like a guilt spiral about this stuff, which is like another important thing. And another thing that it's like I'm like plugging lifting, but like another thing that I like about it is that like I can stop doing it. You get a lot of days off, I feel like, and you can stop doing it for a week or a month and come back to it. I think I wrote about this in a column where I was like, once you sort of have that habit and you know it's like your lifestyle it's okay to take a break for a while because you know you're gonna yeah come back to it yeah um I feel like there was something else I was gonna touch on that you just said oh I mean I think I covered this in another column too but it's like another sort of trick for getting yourself to do stuff it's <laughs> <laughs> like I mean it's very similar to me with work it's like you tell yourself okay, I'm just going to like in the way that I might when I'm trying to start writing something and I'm like, oh, I really don't want to do this. Okay, I'm going to do it for like five minutes and then I can do whatever I want. Yeah. In this, in that same way, you will be like, okay, I'm going to like just put on my gym clothes and that's going to be it. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes like you start, you start with that and sometimes it's like a long process right. to getting to the gym and not everyone has that luxury all of the time. But like, and then the next step might be like, okay, I'm going to, put on my gym clothes. I'm going to just get myself physically present in the gym. And then like, once you're there, sometimes that'll be like, okay, I'm already here. I'm already dressed. Like I'm going to like do my workout. And then other times I'll be like, okay, I feel awful. I really don't want to do this. Okay. I'm going to put on my clothes. I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to do like the first step of my workout. And if I feel terrible after that, I will go home. If it, if like I'm, if my energy is not there, if I'm really just not in the mood, I will go home after, after this. And like 99% of the time I'm like, oh, this doesn't feel so bad. And I finished my workout. I have gone home in the past, like yeah. a couple of times, but it's like, it's, that's like another sort of like mm -hmm. mental trick. Like there's nothing really special about working out in terms of like accomplishing it. It's very similar to like getting yourself to do anything. You 
don't feel like doing in the moment. Like, I don't know. Yeah, it's a practice. Yeah, you like accumulate these sort of tricks for yourself (laughs) to get things done. To quote my mom, getting out the door is the hardest (laughs) path. Exactly. Um, But yeah, so we went to your gym Mm -hmm. and it's like, you guys, if you could picture like the most muscle man gym, I was Mm -hmm. waiting for you for a couple minutes outside the front door and every time it swung open, like the sound and aroma of like scary men (laughs) just blasted out. (laughs) I was like, oh my God. And then you walk in and it's super loud and like the music is blaring and Mm -hmm. the clanging is clanging. Mm -hmm. And there are these incredible airbrush murals on the wall of Mm -hmm. famous bodybuilders. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, talk a little bit about how you were able to put yourself in that space uh it was hard Mm -hmm. um I feel like of all of the gyms you can start lifting in this is like maybe the most intimidating because it's like a lot of huge guys it's very very like it's a I don't know we're we're in Brooklyn so there's like maybe a little bit more space than in Manhattan but it's still like one fairly small room packed with equipment um, it's messy. Like no one puts things away the way that they should. Like some gyms are like a church and it's like, everything is like as like perfectly arranged as it should be. This gym is like the dumbbells are everywhere. The plates are like leaning up against whatever surface. No one like, um, no one unloads their plates after they're like done with the barbell. They're just like, Oh, I'll leave like four plates on here, which is like, you know, 400 pounds that Yikes. I, that someone else will have to unload before they want to <laughs> use that barbell. So it's like a, a, like a, not not a very I don't know welcoming place um but at the same time it's not the other end of the extreme would be like I feel like a planet fitness where like you're not even really allowed to like do any of the things that lifting requires because of safety regulations yeah they have no like freestanding squat Mm -hmm. racks like you can only use um what's called a smith machine where the barbells are like on a track and that's like not good for a lot of reasons. So like this, this gym allowed me to accomplish the like freestanding barbell movements that I wanted to do, like squat, squat, bench, deadlift, overhead press, rowing. Um, so yeah, it was very intimidating because it's like all men who are into bodybuilding. So they're all like huge. And like, we're taught to like fear those dudes. Cause like they feel like, I don't know, the worst segment of humanity where yeah. like the kind of guys who are gonna like cat call you and or they like seem like murderers <laughs> <laughs> so like it's not it's just it is intimidating mm-hmm. um and once I got in there I did have a couple people like try to solicit me as like a personal training client and I was not into that I just wanted to like I mean I'm very like I'm very like resting bitch face and I'm very like, (laughs) I want to do what it is I'm doing and I don't even really care if it's wrong. I just don't want to engage with anyone. Yeah. So that was like really my ethos for the first couple of years that I was going there. I was just like there to do what it was I wanted to do. amazing to me though, because I'm such a pleaser Mm -hmm. and I'd be like, oh, you don't think this is right? And it could be like a slug Mm -hmm. slugging across (laughs) the thing with no legs. And I'd be like, 
oh, you're saying this is wrong. You're probably right. Yeah. I'll go home. Yeah. Bye. Yeah. I like. That's so cool to me that you're I mean, just focused like that. I mean, it's like now I am, but I was, I'm like, I've always been a very timid um, person. I feel like um, it was, it was a big attitude adjustment for me, like coming up in my life to, to like learn that I can like not, like I don't have to listen to people just because someone is demanding my attention doesn't mean I have to give it to them. Like these are all like important lessons for us to learn Mm -hmm. in life. It's like, and I, I encounter a lot of women who like write to me or like talk to me and they're like, Oh, I want to go to the gym, but like, it's scary. And like the men are there. (laughs) It's like, (laughs) okay, but I, I get it. But at the same time, it's like, those men are also in the world. Like I get cat called without fail, like five times between my house and the subway stop. That's two blocks away in part because there's like four car repair shops and like a car wash and like three construction sites. Um, and it's like, I'm not going to not leave my house because of those people. And in the same vein, I feel like if you want to work out, (laughs) if you want to lift, letting those people be your like be what stops you is like don't don't do that like don't let those people win yeah like you need to be I guess like focused on what you want you need to want what you want more than you want to be out of their line of sight I guess but like in the same vein once I did start going I learned that it was not as bad as like I was expecting I did have a couple people like try and helped me a couple of times, but never anything like really offensive or dangerous. Um, and eventually people like kind of left me alone. And I'm, when I'm there, I'm very focused on what I'm doing and no one really bothers me, even though this is like the kind of gym where you would absolutely expect people to bother you a lot. Yeah. Um, and you can probably (laughs) confirm that like everyone I feel like I've taken there has been like, wow, this is really this gym is really something, but it feels like you're in a movie about like going to a crazy <laughs> did film gym. a movie there once, Doesn't like some me. scene of a movie. They like closed, they like had a, like some equipment like closed off cause they were shooting something. I never found out what it was. Yeah. And the aroma of <laughs> man stink mm-hmm. and it smells the, very sweaty in there. And the sound of that clanging is mm-hmm. so sort of evocative mm-hmm. of like a type of thing. Mm-hmm. And like a situation that would be inappropriate for me to be in. (laughs) And I think there's something really fun in a sense because I was telling you I joined a gym and the trainer, Leon, took Mm -hmm. me down to the sub level Mm -hmm. where all of that stuff is, the clanging and the banging and the grunting. Mm -hmm. And... And I felt like protected by him. Like he was like my teacher and my counselor Mm -hmm. and I was like wow would I be able to be here without him and I said to him I was like dude the vibe down here is crazy and Mm -hmm. I don't really know what to do about that and Mm -hmm. he was I was so inspired by how dismissive he was about it he was like (laughs) oh it's just machismo Mm -hmm. down here it's nothing yeah and I was like oh yeah that to me is something, but I guess it's really not anything and it really doesn't have anything to do with me. Yeah. I mean like that is definitely going on in my gym, but it's like those people who are like, I don't know, the men who are like 
going curl for curl with each other and like (laughs) screaming and like grunting. It's like they are, they're into their, I mean, it's like, this is another thing that I think I've written about that like, once you get into the gym and you start doing this kind of workout, you see how like little space again in your mind you have for anything else. You are not, it's not like you finish your set and you're like looking around at who's doing what and like scrutinizing them. You're, you're like, entirely engaged with your task at hand and it's the same way for these guys it's like it feels like their approach to working out is like a comment on you but it's like everyone is there and like focused on their own thing Mm -hmm. I have found this to be like extreme like not that nothing ever happens to anyone in gyms I don't want to say that that, like there are there are bad things that happen but like it's, I think it would be surprising to a lot of people to learn that like when you are intensely working out like this, it's just not in your, like, even if you're looking at someone else, you're not really looking at someone else. You're like, so in your head of like, I'm tired and like, I need to like, okay, I did this wrong. Like I I could do this better on my next set. So I'm going to like get, like, think about that and like not meditate on it, but like concentrate on how I'm going to do that differently next time. And you're just like totally in your head in a way that you're not just not thinking about other people. Yeah. So it's like, if you go and you try, I think you, you like learn that very quickly. Yeah. And your presence there, I feel sometimes like, well, I'm going to come back here and do this in this place and Mm -hmm. with these people, because my presence here is sort of necessary and like, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe I'm sure in your life a woman has gone into the gym and seen you and been like, oh, okay, I can be here, <laughs> you know? Yeah, it is like a self-reinforcing thing. Yeah. I, I feel like I'm seeing slightly more women at my gym lately, yeah. maybe over the last like year or so. Um, but yeah, it, it is like, a you know, if you can be there for another woman to come in after you that's like a powerful thing yeah so that's not that, that's definitely not the worst reason to like show up yeah so if you so this is the last question if you were gonna if you were in an elevator <laughs> <laughs> um and you had to say pitch this exercise weightlifting powerlifting to somebody like what would you say what would you what would be your main argument for for trying it and for doing it do you think? Um, I think my main argument would be (laughs) the shortest version would be like, it's not what you think, but that's not very compelling. It's like (laughs) mysterious. The, the, um, the way it works, the, the way that it works well, especially for someone who's new to it is like, it doesn't work by like, it's it's more about balance than I think anyone would really think. It's like you really don't work out that much. There's not that much to learn. You're doing a few basic movements that are very like natural to your body for a limited amount of time a week. And then the rest of the time you are resting and waiting for your next gym session. Mm-hmm. And in between, you're eating a significant quantity of food. So it's just like, it's like, it's like a lifestyle that is very positive and self-reinforcing. And you get 
stronger. Mm-hmm. And the, yeah, the end result is like, it's not that much. It feels to me like it's not that much effort. It's certainly not as much effort as I ever put into running at my most. And I get way more out of it. Um, both in terms of like actual muscle, but like also the mental benefits that we have discussed at length. And um, did you ever like lift anything up for someone as a favor? And they were very excited that you could like after going to Ikea, like somebody's moving or something. Um, Yeah. When my, (laughs) my um, boyfriend was moving this past, was it two weekends ago? I think it was last weekend. We, uh, he was like, we were like packing and he was like, are these boxes going to be too big or like too heavy (laughs) to like move? I'm like afraid. And I just like scoop, like they were, they were probably like 50 ish pound boxes. Um, and he was like, I don't know if we're going to be able to like move this. And I just like scooped it up and put it over there, (laughs) which is not like it's, it's like a box is unwieldy, but I can deadlift now my best deadlift from my previous competition was uh, 265 pounds, which is very different, but it's like a box, like, or like an air conditioner. He was like, I don't know if we're going to be able to get the air conditioner out of the window. And I was like, it'll be fine. (laughs) And I just like pulled it out and put it on the floor. And he was like, wow, you're strong. (laughs) I was like, like, "Mm -hmm." you're lucky that I'm here. Yeah, sir. (laughs) Yes, totally. Um, So yeah, help your Help your boyfriend move. Mm-hmm. Power lift. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. Yeah, thank you for having me. And talking me. to me. And everybody check out Ask a Swole Woman. Mm-hmm. And um, what else do you want people to check out? Um, there's a Swole Woman Instagram. It's just at Swole Woman. There's a Swole Woman Facebook. I don't know what the easiest way to tell you to find that is. I guess you just search like Swole Woman. It'll probably come up. Yeah. Just don't be an idiot and just find it. (laughs) (laughs) Use your powers of the internet. Um, And there's a, there's a newsletter that has like a lot of sort of, I, I send it out every time there's a new column and there's a lot of like additional sort of more like specific personal thoughts to me and like what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. So if you're curious about that stuff, you want even more swole content. Um, that is, it's a tiny letter. So it's tinyletter.com slash Casey Johnston. Okay. Yeah. So everybody check all of that out. (laughs) It's a lot. It's so much. I'm spreading myself too thin maybe. Yeah, maybe, but (laughs) also it's great. Yeah. Um, it's stuff people need to learn. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, this is great. I feel newly inspired to tell my trainer, Leon, to get back to me. Good. I'm glad. Um, okay. And thanks to all of you for listening. And thanks, as always, to Bill Wadman. He's my friend. He helps me a lot. And I love you. Bye-bye. I love you. Bye-bye. <laughs>